Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, Thomas Shabbat will return on Friday. Who's coming out on the Senators' blue line? And we have a Send Central citizen. It's Scott all the way from Victoria, B.C. He tells us how he became a Sens fan and some of his favorite nostalgic memories. And the Atlantic Division has added Patrick Kane. We'll discuss all that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Schützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 927 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's comment, we want to know who comes out on the Senators' blue line in Thomas Shabbat's appearance on Friday in Columbus. We got to let you know today's episode is brought to you by the GameTime app. I used the GameTime app yesterday. It was unbelievably easy. Two taps, bang, just by downloading the GameTime app, creating an account, and using code LOCKEDONNHL. I, and you can, get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Today is Wednesday, November 29th in Pilsy. The Detroit Red Wings have added Patrick Kane. We'll get to that conversation after our citizen. But with Thomas Shabbat coming back into the lineup, I know you want him on the left side. Yes. But who who are you playing him with on Friday in Columbus? Well, uh, I think we already talked about this a while ago. So I'm going to stick to uh, what I said before. How I want the decor to look when Thomas Shabbat returns on Friday, he's coming back, I feel good, I feel good about it, is I want that top pair, Sanderson Zub. Don't mess around. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sanderson Zub, keep that pair together. Then I'm going to get Thomas Shabbat on the left with JBD on the right. And then Jacob Chikrin on the left with Eric Branstrom on the right. Now, if you've done your math, you're saying, okay, who did he take out there? Travis Hamnick. Take a seat. Watch watch a game or two or a few from up top. Take a seat. We're going to take a look at how this decor looks without you for the first time in quite a while. And in terms of Travis Hamnick being the odd man out, it's how we wanted him being used in the first place. I know we've yes. been kind of touted as a pro-Travis Hamnick podcast, and I think in a certain situation, there is a level of value with the penalty killing and physicality that he can bring absolute offensive weapon. I say a bit tongue-in-cheek, but... He needs to be in the Nick Holden position that that Holden was in the last couple of years where he played, what, 40 to 50 games, never on the top four. And that's where Travis Hamannick is in his career. It's been a great career, over 800 games played, but he doesn't need to be trotted out night in, night out. He got walked in the second period uh, on the third goal when they were shorthanded there after the uh, offside. Is it offside? Is it not offside? That whole shenanigans. But I'm with you with that. And you know what, Jacob Chikrin, the offense was fast and furious at the start of the season. That's really dwindled down over the last little while. I get that you want to have him in a position to succeed, but I also think based on his performance over the last five, six games, I also see this as a bit of accountability for Jacob Chikrin, for a guy who you know had such a great start, but defensively, he's just looked a little lost basically since that Toronto game, right? That's, that's a perfect split in his season where in the last six games, Chikrin has only one assist and he's minus six in those six appearances has 16 shots on goal. He's still ripping the puck had seven shots against Vancouver alone. But I think that as an, a level of accountability, you could ha- make the argument that that's why Jacob Chikrin should be out of, the, out of the lineup. Jacob Chikrin had 11 points in his first 11 games and was plus nine uh, plus six. If you look at the first 12, he was dash three in the opener against Carolina. But I think that you're right. This should be Jacob Chikrin taking the step back for Thomas Shabbat to come in. And it doesn't have to be for long. Heck, it could be a couple periods or even one. But 
I think that you're on to something there with him and, and him and Brantram have worked in short periods yep. of time in the past as well. Yeah. Last season, Ross, uh, when they were together, they were one of the best Corsi four percentage pairs on the entire team. So I'd like to give that a try. And I'd like to get it to a point where DJ Smith and the rest of the coaching staff feels comfortable rolling all three pairs so that Jake Sanderson or Thomas Shabbat don't need to play 28 minutes a night uh, consistently. So I think that's a way you could spread out uh, kind of the talent, have that left side, strong side. And I'd like to see how it works at least. Guy Boucher just went crazy. The left side lock, is it coming back? No, but uh, honestly, that that I think gives Ottawa the best chance at immediate success right now. And uh, we mentioned the time on ice. Credit to Natural Statric uh, for this one. But Jacob Chikrin playing alongside Eric Branstrom. It's happened for 33 minutes. And during that time, the expected goals percentage scored on the ice, 61%. High danger chances favor Ottawa during that stretch and a lot of good things. And the on-ice save percentage isn't uh, you know, exceptionally high. It's not that type of situation. A 909 uh, save percentage uh, when those two are together. Four goals, four. If you're more of an actual goals instead of expected, when those two have been on the ice at five on five, four goals, four the Ottawa Senators, and only one goal against. And if you compare that to, for example, they've played 45 minutes, Chikrin and Sanderson, and it's one goal for and four goals against. So if you look at just the historic numbers of Jacob Chikrin with the Ottawa Senators and you want to get him in a position to succeed, he has his best numbers with Eric Branstrom in limited ice time with Thomas Shabbat. Jacob Chikrin has 52% of the expected goals and a 54% of the shot share at five on five. So I think even from a chemistry standpoint, this makes sense. We'll see if DJ Smith agrees. The senators are off today on Wednesday. They'll return to practice tomorrow ahead of a flight to Columbus, taking on a blue jackets team that, yeah, they aren't very good, but guess what? They've won a few games, three of their last four games. So yep. uh, they are on a, a peak for them. They're 7, 12, and 4. This is definition no excuses, though. You, you cannot lose in Columbus. You're setting yourself up for a very uh, big mountain to climb in, uh, in the month of December. Yeah, this it's not a must-win game, but it's one of those things where you're like, okay, if, if you can't win this one, how much faith do we really have moving forward? A cannot lose, and I don't want to hear the cannon at all in Columbus. No. We'll have more of a game day preview for you tomorrow. Still working on a time with Mark Mathot, maybe the big, busiest man in Manatech right now, and <laughs> uh, we'll have a game day preview for you as well on Friday. Tomorrow's episode will come out bright and early. We're going to be recording that one, 8 o'clock in the morning. So uh, for practice updates, make sure you're following along at Send Central on Twitter. All right, we've got a great citizen coming up, and we're going to wrap up today's show by discussing Patrick Kane coming to the Atlantic Division. And, oh, great, his first game with the Detroit Red Wings might, could be against the Ottawa Senators. That's all next. You're listening to Locked on Sens. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Guys, there's three things that are key to winning trophy. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings it home and keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back it's simple because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not burning cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into mvp and bring home that w keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers check it out today guys ebay motors Today's episode is also brought to you by Farm to Fork Delivery. Go visit farmtoforkdelivery.ca and check out all the great premium meat and seafood that is available to you in Ottawa, anywhere in Ontario, anywhere in Quebec, and even to our friends up in Nunavut. Now, farmtoforkdelivery.ca, it's the number two. Think Artem Zub and think great deals with elite quality products. Go look at their average five-star reviews on Google. And also, this is the time of year where you want to be outside less. Well, guess what? 
Farm to Fork Delivery takes the convenience to new levels. They have an app that tracks how close your delivery is coming, and it's free delivery right to your door. So stay in your pajamas and just get ready for all the great food that's coming to your door. You ever want to have friends over, but you're like, oh, I don't want to go grocery shop for everybody, this, that. Well, guess what? Have everything ready to go individually vacuum packed in your freezer and all the great sales online as well. They they can be added to 10% off because you're a listener of Locked On Senators. That's LOSP10 for 10% off. And I'm looking at the steakhouse special right now, eight Wagyu strip loin steaks and eight grass-fed ribeyes for almost 50% off. So you can go check that out. Get the Healthy Pack Seafood Bundle that has cod, that has salmon. It's awesome. And it's $150 for all the great food that you get. Four pieces of sockeye salmon, two pieces of albacore, two and a half loins, and four pieces of Pacific cod. So don't get caught with the grocery store meats. You don't want that. Go to farm2forkdelivery.ca. Taste the farm-to-fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. All right, let's get to this week's Send Central Citizen. Here is Scott Crossman. All right, we now welcome on this week's Send Central Citizen. The irony, I show up wearing an East Coast lifestyle t-shirt. We're going all the way out west. Scott Crossman joins us from beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. Scott, welcome to Locked On Senators. How are you doing today, sir? I am really good. Ross Pilsey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Dude, it's our pleasure to have you. Are you from BC originally, from Ottawa? Where'd your love from the Senators come from? Uh, I've been all around. So story there, I I used to live in Europe as a kid, right? I was there for six years, came back, oh. moved to, to Kingston, Ontario. Um, sort of right in between Toronto and Ottawa, right? Yeah. I was sort of looking to follow a hockey team. And um, I believe that was the year that uh, Ron Tugnut finally came in and uh, uh, really helped. It was Jacques Martin, Ron Tugnut came in, everything everything fell into place and uh yeah fell in love with the team then yeah that's a good time to get into it uh for sure now you you mentioned you grew up in europe so did you have other family members that uh kind of introduced you to hockey or did you play growing up or uh attached to how did you become a sense fan how did you also become a hockey fan in general oh just well army brat right and if you're, anybody who grows okay. up in a military base knows you're either doing uh, you're either playing sports or why are you getting into drugs you know so i so i played hockey uh the uh, good choice did that yeah took that to germany took it to england um came back to uh to canada and just played my whole life right oh i love that yeah. so you you jump on with ron tugnut is that like right around when they made the playoffs for the first time back in 97 that was it oh amazing yeah. amazing so you had some early heartbreaks right off the bat then it's never been fun, has it? But well, no, it's been a lot of fun. But there's, there's, we've never really had that happy ending. It's, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's coming, boys. Just a, just a few more years. Just a few more years. Well, we'll be, we'll be anxiously waiting. Who uh, outside of Ron Tugnut? Who are a few of the other players right off the bat where you resonated with them being, uh, uh like favorite players on your favorite team type thing? Ah, uh, there was always Ron Tugnut. He always gave me that, uh, um, confidence whenever he rolled in you know and i know you boys say this is cheating but you know i don't i'm not so sure because like daniel alfredson right he he was never daniel alfredson until recently in senator's lore back in the late 90s uh early 2000s man he was my guy and i can remember reading uh you know bruce gary all kinds of articles at the time because that was the only media we had um where people would say well i guess we got to trade this guy right and, uh, and i remember even thinking at the time no he is he's the guy he is always the hardest working guy on the ice and he's he's a superstar um you can't trade him and fortunately they didn't and then he became daniel offertson after that so like it was it was definitely it was him it was ron tugnut it was uh, heartbreaking when he was traded to pittsburgh um which yeah, that worked out great right <laughs> hey we got a hall of famer back technically <laughs> i guess <laughs> tom brasso might have been the the i don't want to say worst ottawa senators edition but certainly uh he didn't really care about the team I think that's yeah, probably was, fair to say. Best thing you could say, he was entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, but uh, you look at Ron Tugnight, he he went on to have a couple more decent seasons there. A 9-17 save percentage with a expansion team in Columbus uh, after, you know, he only played seven games in Pittsburgh after that trade, one for one for Tom Barrasso. But yeah, he's, he's always going to be, you know, a guy who fans remember fondly. Just that photo of Wade Redden jumping into his arms when they yep. finally clinched the playoffs for the first time. Like that's as historic a moment in franchise history. It's up there 
with I know the younger generation probably wouldn't you know put those two on the same level, but Alfie's photo right after you know scoring the goal to get them to the Cup final, right? You can't you can't make the Cup final without making the playoffs first. So the first time you do that as a franchise, I mean. They had some pretty lean years before that, but Scott, you skipped those, eh? You skipped those expansion years of 12 wins. Uh, lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you find it difficult to, to keep following the Sens on the West Coast, or it's not too bad for you? You like those four o'clock starts? That's a, it's a thing of beauty. Oh, here's the, I have three kids as well, right? So what winds okay. up happening is I just I avoid Twitter. I avoid anything from, from four o'clock on, just focus on the kids. I put them to bed at eight o'clock, and then I, uh, I, I, I sit beside them uh just as they're falling asleep i put on the hockey game and uh and then i just get to fast forward the commercials right whoa there you go and you and you are disciplined to watching the whole the whole game you don't ever stray from and say hey i know the sense of a big second period the first period didn't really go that well nobody doesn't never have a big second he doesn't know he's he's got the horse blinders on all all day from four o'clock on but that's what i mean like you're able to stay disciplined and not get any kind of infiltration of highlights or updates being an Ottawa Senators fan requires discipline. Like twenty five, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Twenty five years of this, and and yeah, I can I can I can work through a rough period or, or two. That's, that is, that's an all time <laughs> quote. Being a Senators fan requires discipline. That's yes, awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, those, this those season, second periods, man, I gotta <laughs> just I, I'll, I'll get through it. You know, the the second periods are Good absolutely bird. like astounding. But isn't astounding kind of have like a positive connotation? Because the Senators' second periods are anything but. If uh, if you look at the Senators in the second period, goals against in the second period, the Ottawa Senators have allowed. 29 tied for the most in the National Hockey League. And oh, yeah, they have four and five games in hand on everybody else on this list. Uh, They've only scored 19 goals, so a minus 10 goal differential in the second period. Have you you skipped any third periods, Scott? (laughs) Not not a one. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I mean, I would have wanted to have skipped the last one, but now we're here. We are. Yeah. Now, are you uh, are you able to get out to Vancouver for the yearly game that the Ottawa Senators are there? I know pretty much all our West Coast people, they've got that date marked on their calendar and whatever pilgrimage. Well, you got to hop on a ferry to get over there. Whatever uh, travel necessary, they usually make it. Are you in that group? Well, don't tell anyone because it's going to be some Christmas gifts. But uh... Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, you've just told everyone now. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't recognize him because he's got the Movember stash, right? So True. Yeah, yeah. Some, he can just some, say it wasn't me. Some mystery man with a Dick Dashley mustache is taking his kids. <laughs> don't don't tell anyone. Uh, if there was going to be nice. a jersey under the Christmas tree as well for your kids, who, who would you have for them to look up to? Is there a certain player that you'd want to get on the back? Oh, man. There's, there's so few bad choices, right? Um, there's something, something about Jake Sanderson, man, is he'll be there a while. He wears really cool number. Um, you know, he's a quiet guy, does his job, you know, he's, uh, you know, works hard, says his prayers, goes to bed at eight and, (laughs) and plays a hell of a hockey game. Yeah. When he's not scrapping Matthew Kachuk. Yes. Well, I mean. Yeah, you gotta you got you gotta scrap once in a while, right? Take it seriously. I, I hope I, was, I didn't spoil I was, that for you. Was, Maybe you haven't watched that game yet. <laughs> oh come on, you know. Has <laughs> <laughs> uh... there ever? I actually want to follow up on that. And Pillsy loves the jersey question. He might get into a, a separate one on that. But is there moments when? Because you said you, the the kids are falling asleep next to you while you're watching the game, where there's yeah, like yeah. a big fist pump or a holy crap, ref, you suck, where where you're waking them up, or are you pretty <laughs> disciplined with that too? No discipline whatsoever. I just, <laughs> there, have been, there have been a few times where I've, uh, they've been on the verge of sleep and, ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's the automatic one that comes yeah. up. It's like, yeah, that sums up the season. Nah, the, uh, well, no, I mean, good or bad, I'll, uh, I, I will emote and then, uh, and then I'll wake the kids up. So regardless of good or bad, they're, I'm having that feeling, ah, I should have been, should have been a little better there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Now, Looking at how this uh, season has gone so far, Scott, thankfully November is over. Do you have a lot of faith that this team can turn things around once you get a couple of healthy bodies back? Ridley Gregg's been skating, Tom Shabbat able to be activated off LTIR Friday. Like, are you kind of like it's darkest before the dawn type situation here? Or do you think this is just the beginning of the continuing slide here? It will get better. Um, will it get better this year? I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I wish if I had that answer, I would be employed by an NHL club. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
it will it will it has to i mean they're they're so young and there's they're all learning as you go right and there's that learning curve i mean when does the the real steep part hit i guess it's it's now right i mean is it is there going to be enough time this season I hope. I just don't have that answer. Um, will it in the next couple seasons? Yeah, yeah. I gotta be, gotta be optimistic, right? I mean, there we go. You know, I you have to. It's uh, if if you're not, what are you doing here, right? Seriously, what's the one thing that's holding them back, though? Is there one thing that you've pinpointed that you're getting frustrating just seeing over and over again? Well, I mean, it's been harped on by everybody, but just that that defensive responsibility, the defensive passion, you know. Um, you know, I was talking about Jacques Martin earlier. Like, uh, um, is he the answer? A lot of people say so. I, I can't say, but something something like that really seemed to help um, all those years ago. Um, maybe something similar can help this time. So, I'm, I mean, you we're talking about how you have a military background. Discipline's a big part of that. How, how do you teach discipline? Because that's what comes down to a lot of defensively is being in the right place at the right time and, and the passion, as you mentioned, of, of wanting to be as efficient defensively as you are when you have the puck on your stick. Well, I mean, two different ways to go about it, right? Uh, really, you know, present a, a picture of what discipline looks like and try to inspire, live up to that. Um, but if you want to go military, just scream a lot. Well, the DJ doesn't scream behind the bench. Oh, there we go. I think we've identified the issue. Yeah, we, we got to get DJ some more lozenges, make sure uh, that he's not having the uh, throat issues, he's not losing his voice behind the bench, and uh, maybe that'll boost morale here, bump up the volume a little bit. Yeah, the beatings continue until morale improves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, now that, that sounds like a military family uh, discipline model right there. Yep. <laughs> Shared hardship brings the boys together. I love it. So so you mentioned this year you're going to the game. I'd imagine over the course of time you've been to a few games in Vancouver when they play the Sens. Is it as much as it looks on TV? Because I'd say out of all visiting arenas, it might be the most noticeable in Vancouver. There are lots of Sens jerseys around the concourse. And what's the vibe like when you're at those games? Because Pilsy and I, we've sworn we're getting out to one of those. Yes. The timing, obviously, right over the holidays doesn't work this year. But we need to get out there. It just looks amazing. This will be my first experience at the nice. uh, at the Vancouver Arena. I've been down to Seattle a couple of times, though. I took uh, took uh, my oldest boy there last year. Nice. Um, boy, boy, that was a lot of fun. Um, Brady Kachuk got a pretty sweet goal, but they got killed. So, yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying yeah. to remember what happened in that game. Well, I feel like every time they play Seattle, it's a weird game. Like that one, the one time Timmy gets a hat trick, but they oh. lose eight four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's Timmy having four points and calling it his worst game of his career. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh man, what a beauty, eh? Yeah, yeah. The uh, no, I, I, my memory is about three to one, four to one. It was just, just it was a great. loss. It was a loss. Yeah, it was a loss. Um, with Brady getting the one goal, and um, it's pretty sweet. And I mean, as you know, he he stands up when everybody else is sitting down. But yeah, yeah. he really does. And uh, you well, yeah. you went the wrong year because they got the win in Seattle uh, last year. Oh, so two years ago then. So, so it was two years ago, yeah, and it was a 4-2 loss. You're right there, April 18th, and uh, Brady Kachuk, and wow, this, this is this is a great one. You got to see Nick Holden score assisted by Nikita Zaitsev. That, <laughs> that doesn't happen. You might be the only person who's seen that live. If only I could remember it. It must have been super memorable, I guess. Well, it was right on the heels, actually, and uh, obviously I'm not doing this off memory, but uh, we, mm-hmm. we grabbed the box score here. So Brady scores a minute into the second period. or They're already yeah, down yeah. one nothing at this point. Then two minutes later, Nick Holden scores. Sends her up 2-1. You must have been just uh, euphoric. That's why you don't remember the second goal. Yeah, and yeah. then four minutes later, they give up <laughs> the lead, and then they give up the uh, – then they start trailing before the end of the second period, and then they give up an empty netter in the third period. So Yeah, good times, I guess. But <laughs> How's the arena in Seattle, though? It looks oh, it cool on TV. Incredible. What an in-game yeah. experience. Like, like I know a lot of guys have been to Vegas and seen those ones, and, and, and I haven't yet, but, like, I remember sitting there going, like, this, 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 is, this has to be on par because this is so great. My um, – giant um like screens up in the corners of the arena and uh we're right, right by the water right so like one of the giant screens just shows this giant eyeball you know from a crack in outside nice. the arena and freaked my kid out right <laughs> it's, it's the greatest thing hope you're enjoying our send central citizen conversation with scott we'll get right back to it but first a word from our friends at game time Game Time is the official ticketing app of the Locked On Podcast Network. And why don't we uh, throw it to someone that's using, recently used Game Time and had an excellent experience? I'm going to call upon Ross Levitan. 
How was your experience using the game time app for yesterday's Jets game? It was so easy. It was unreal. So we decided that we were going to go to the game at 4 p.m. We left at 5.30. At 4.30, I said, well, let's take a peek at game time and look what tickets are available. And there was a flash deal. Game time has flash deals available to you. We got elite seats for the lowest price. I was literally the gold judge in last night's game. I was the line judge. Four rows up. You know what that cost me? $70 Canadian. It's always in U.S. dollars. Easy to convert. Easy to use. Two taps. Bang, bang. And I use code locked on NHL to get my $10, $20 off my first ticket purchase. So that's the beauty of game time is you can see from the photos online. I knew exactly what I was getting into before I pulled trigger on these tickets. My buddies were so fired up. They're like, you get a discount too? They said, oh yeah, locked on NHL, $20 off. You know we're a goalie-friendly show. You know I had to be right near Connor Hellebuck and Jake Ottinger. So go concerts, sports, tickets, everything you need, you can get with the Game Time app. Showing a little a little in-game action there. Yeah, unreal seats, lowest prices, guaranteed. Pillsy, it's all at Game Time. Yep, and that's the thing. You don't have to plan months in advance. Ross and his buddies were on the way to the game, and they got tickets. That's how you do it. And not only did they get tickets, they got great tickets, and they got a good deal. That is the Game Time way. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street, right in the heart of the Glebe. I mentioned that I was at Jets versus Stars last night. Well, guess what? I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Sends Leafs, December 7th. I will be on the Glebe Central Pub shuttle. Bunch of high school buddies. It's going to get rowdy. We're there for one reason, and that's to have a good time, a better time than Leaf fans. So we're going to start our night at the Glebe Central Pub, and you can too for many occasions, not only for live music, for open mic night, all that great stuff, but the Send Shuttle. Make it easy on yourself to go to the CTC. Just get on the Send Shuttle with Sue. She brings you right where you need to be. Low, low price of $17 round trip. You can also buy game tickets through the Glebe Central Pub website, glebecentralpub.com, Send Bus, but make sure when you're buying tickets for the shuttle, that you go to the game underneath. So it'll say game tickets, but that's not the shuttle. You can still buy it through that, but scroll down and on each game, you can actually click on the logos and it'll bring you to the shuttle. So go there, have dinner, great times. It leaves an hour and 15 minutes before games and the bus will pick you up right where they drop you off. It's really easy, takes you right back to the Glebe Central Pub. So go check them out at 779 Bank Street and the Glebe Central Pub Shuttle. Send shuttle for $17 at GlebeCentralPub.com. The vibes are free at GCP. So go visit them, 779 Bank Street, and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, now back to our conversation with Scott Crossman. Yeah, Seattle's, Seattle's a great spot. I'm glad they uh, they got a team there because... Yeah. Uh, and that I hope that rivalry between them and Vancouver really heats up because, man, those are two cities right there, right close to each other. You want to yeah. talk about atmosphere, though? Oh, nothing beats mid-2000s uh, Corral Center. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Sometimes, the... sometimes when I get lonely, I'll throw on uh, the, the Game 3 Stanley Cup Final pregame. Like, <laughs> dude, it was – you couldn't even hear yourself think before warm-ups. And, like, yep. that – that wasn't even just obviously Stanley Cup Finals. It's going to be you know even even more uh, noted. But Scott, like you're saying, even like regular season, this it's such a passionate hockey fan base. They just want to see a winner. Oh, you know my one of my favorite memories watching the Ottawa Senators. I still have a Zdeno Chara jerseys hanging up in my garage oh, right now from that experience. Um, wish I had the A because I had an had an A on it at the time. And which one is it? Is. The, Black, uh, white, it, red. It was uh, white uh, traditional. Um, yeah classic with, with a red stripe on the bottom like just yep. just a thing of beauty the um now my i went to one game that year and i'll never forget it this was it was the year that alexi ashen came back to ottawa okay after getting traded um after that holdout right um yep. every time he came near a puck like twenty thousand people just booing <laughs> it was incredible <laughs> 
One time yeah. he, had, he fell over, kind of flipped over at one point, and like, have you ever heard, have you heard twenty thousand people laugh? It's the, gra- <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the energy of a booing crowd and everyone is on the same page is almost as good, or could be even better than celebrating a goal or a win because it's just like, like the couple nights ago in Florida when that disallowed goal happens, we said it. I don't think we've heard booze that loud probably since that game you were at with Yashin returning. Oh, and Ottawa got the 5-2 win in that game. They, not the, they not were good booze. Uh, I can remember Marion Hosa that game getting some some pretty sweet love as well. It was, man, what a game. That's that's, that's what we're getting back to, right? It's like a, those, those core memories, and, and we're getting there, you know? Yeah, well, guest on uh, Locked On Senators, OG guest got a goal in that game too. Andre Waugh, right after Christmas, December uh, 2001, and Ottawa scored three unanswered in the third period. A pair of shorthanded empty netters from Wade Redden and Radic Bonk. Bonk, second of the game. Love these uh, these old school names. If there was a best chance, because you've been in it since they started making playoffs, I love asking this question, and I'll bring it down to four teams, and people in the comments can let us know as well. Which team should have won the Stanley Cup? The 2003 team that lost to New Jersey in Game 7 of the Conference Finals. The 06 team that lost in really tough fashion to Buffalo there, Palmonville going around Alfie. The 07 team that got the closest. Or we'll throw in 2017 just because they were a goal away from the Cup Final. That's a tough one, boys. Can I I'm, not here, I'm not here to ask easy questions. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we've lost the softballs, actually. Now it's bottom of the ninth. We've got the closer at the 100-mile fastball in now. <laughs> oh, they were all equally heartbreaking. But, like, the, the strongest team, that one from the 90s, I think. The oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, I think I think they had it, man. Like, the um, – so it was – correct me if I'm wrong. It was the, the late 90s conference finals. Um, Jeff Friesen. Yes. No, that that's 03. That was the first. Oh, that's 03. Okay, 03, okay, 03. That, that team yeah, yeah. was – was ridiculous that they won the president's trophy that year they had they were the best team in the national hockey league they had a 52 21 8 and 1 record that's 113 points i don't know if dj smith has 113 points in four years coaching this team yeah i would i would bet no yeah i bet the under on that one not a math guy but yeah yeah, that that 03 team i mean you can just look up and down the uh the the team and they they just had so much talent i know some people maybe listening to this were even born in 2003 and that's that's a wild thing to even think about, but you just look like their right wing depth was Hosa, Alfredson, and Havlat on one side up front. Can you imagine Martin Havlat in his prime as a third line right winger? It's insane. Ridiculous. One of the most skilled guys we ever had. A uh, nineteen year old Jason Spezza, twenty one points in thirty three <sighs> yeah. games. He was starting to find his rhythm. We can now confidently say two Hall of Famers on the team with Daniel Alfredson and, and Zidane Chara will be one. Next, or sorry, three. Marion I was going to say, yeah, don't forget Hosa. Yeah. Hosa yeah. led the team that year. 45 goals, 80 points in uh, in 80 games. And yeah, they, they just had absolutely everything. And I'm looking at some some uh, unsung heroes on that team too, like Shane Knighty and you know <laughs> uh, Curtis Lasician, Brian Pothier, and uh, the goaltending from uh, from Patrick Oline, Martin Prusak, and that's the year that Ray Emery made his NHL debut as well. So even nice. he was starting to get some uh, taste nice. NHL action. But yeah, that yeah, Jeffries and uh, just brutal. Game six though in that series was unreal, wasn't that the Chris Phillips overtime winner where he just found the pot of gold right at the top of the crease and, and jammed uh-huh. in? I watched that one. I watched that one um, on TV and I remember I was working at a convenience store at the time while I was in university. Right. Okay. So one of the, and I was, this was in Peterborough, a lot of Toronto fans in Peterborough yeah. was one guy, a Toronto fan, but he was the coolest guy. He brought me in a television <laughs> and I could just watch like CRT, like on the, on, on the, on the floor. And I, nice. I it went over time for so long um, that I, uh, uh, I had it plugged in and I had the, I had the whole place closed. The lights were off. And I'm just sitting there on the floor of this uh, of this community store watching this game going to OTs. Right? It was oh, it was the greatest. But man, you talking about all those names? Like you're talking every single one of those sub two percent Puckdoku score names. Like just easily just beauty. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even gotten into my my real bag of tricks. Otherwise, I bring <laughs> up the fact that Jody Hall played seventy games for the team that year. Whoa. Oh, the whale, Jody Hall. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, there there were some old school names, and mm-hmm. uh, man, they just had they had a bit of everything like that. That was kind of the the start of the shutdown pair of of Phillips and Volchenkov were in the mix there, and you you know you had Mike Fisher as a twenty two year old, and 
Oh man, dude. So so I'm, many great memories from that. They they need to start making some new ones here because you know, like you, you can have great players in the regular season, but you talk like this about teams that have success in the playoffs and, and teams that are able to, you know, get over the hump for lack of a better term. So you think it's coming though, eh, Scott? Like you think this group of players can get it done right now? I mean, it has to, right? Like yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean, I'm just one of those guys that's fooling themselves, maybe. But I'd, uh, I'd, I'd rather be this than the alternative. That's the thing. Like, if you if you don't have hope as a Senators fan, you you got nothing. Unfortunately, yeah, what do you got? and nothing. that's the thing. Like, I want to be in 20 years from now. I want to be sitting down. We'll give you a call, Scott, and we'll be like, man, remember that playoff run in 2026? Brady Kachuk <laughs> lifting the team. Uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs in round one, that was incredible. Like I want to, yeah. I want to have those yeah. nostalgic stories for this core. That's the go in psycho mode, you know? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We well, I saw our guy Jack Richardson just posted this morning, and and it blew my mind. In January, Thomas Shabbat is turning twenty-seven years old. Yeah, uh, I know uh, he's the elder <laughs> statesman of the rebuild kind of core the and, new era know, yeah yeah the new era exactly because he was acquired he almost played in that 2017 playoff uh when they had those injury troubles but in terms of the guys who are locked up long term he's the elder statesman of it but still 27 like you're in your prime man it's it's yeah, time really it. and it's, it's just it's, it's now or never yeah the window is start it's starting take to close and it just only no, opened. <laughs> no 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 what are the you doing Pilsy? you're killing me <laughs> come on dude where's positive Pilsy? dig him out of the rubble i don't know where that guy is honestly <laughs> what did that third period do to you man yeah, a lot man. a lot <laughs> oh no so uh busy december the senators go four and four in october four and five in november I'm not going to ask what your confidence level is because because you're delusional just like me. But like, what do you think a realistic record has to be for them to be still in the hunt? Like, is this 500 still? If if they're wake up January 1st and they're and I'm not going to be exact, but if they're 17 and 17, whatever the case may be, are you still going to have faith that they can go on a hot streak and make a push, or is the time now where they have to win, you know, nine of their next 13 or nine of their next 14 games and put themselves into a respectable position earlier rather than later? Hmm. I mean, dark times right now. So let's throw a little positivity in there. eh? Need it. Good call. uh, Come January, uh, if they're 500 or just over, cautiously optimistic is where I'm going to be because, hey, years upon years, right? They they finish the the year strong every single time. You know? True. I mean, they got derailed by injuries last year. Imagine if they don't this year. Oh. Imagine. Oh, Just, yeah. Oh. It's easy if you try. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, and one man, the St. Louis Blues in 2019, they did everyone such a favor being in last place in New Year's and then winning the cup because now every team can be like, well, hey, St. Louis Blues, they were last place, they won the Stanley Cup, so there's a sh- there's a little shred of hope there. I, I love it. There's positive Pilsy, eh? There he is. <laughs> yeah, shred of hope, positive Pilsy. Yeah. Um, so, you know what they did, though? They uh, changed their coach. Uh, they brought in Craig Berube, who went 38-19-6 uh, and six to finish the year. Easy. Huh, weird. That's f- funny how that works. Yep. Easy. Yeah. Get the new right. coach pump. Hey, if we if we had to bring a new coach, I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but let's, uh, let's throw it down. Who, who's coming in and who's going to make the difference? Patrick well, Wall. Yeah, I was going to say, we got the same answer with Patty, Patty Wall. I think that would be good. Just quickly, though, you talk about new coach bump. Minnesota Wild, team that's struggling, they got a new coach and they got the win last night. So it's the new coach bump is legit. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'll take Wall any day. Who would, yeah. who would your call be? You want to bring in uh, Jacques Martin? Um, not necessarily as a head coach, maybe an assistant. Um, yeah. I mean, I would, again, like, and it's a, maybe it's a cop-out, but I would rely on, you know, Steve Steos to, to really make that call. He would, he just, you know, he knows more than I do. He knows these people better than I do. That said, though, I wouldn't be, if he made that decision to go Jacques Martin, yeah, man, I'm all in. Whether it's head coach, yep. assistant coach, goes Patrick Waugh, hell yeah, I'm all in. Bruce, Bruce Boudreau, why not? Give it a shot. You, know, <laughs> you just never know, right? I love it. Well, I'm also, uh, I'm just, I'm just hammering you with hard questions here. If Steve Steos decides to not make a coaching move and they just kind of, you know, middle their way to the end of the season, would you Arc. be would you be losing faith in Steve Steos or do you believe that 
for him, it, this is a very new process and that it's better for him to ignore the long-term suffering from the Sens fans, which is kind of, I think, what's contributing because we've seen this story over and over again. But for him with kind of a new perspective, would you give him the benefit of, hey, let's get to an offseason or can they not afford to waste this season? Mm, I mean, a lot of gray area in that question. So yeah. let's say this, right? Okay, long-term long-term perspectives here. There's different ways you can look at that, right? So long-term for us, well, you know, it's been a, been a hard five six years right um no longer than that 2017 yeah. Yeah. seven who's counting yeah yeah uh, long term for him he's thinking future long term right if he's if he's holding out he's thinking he's thinking the next five years the next 10 years right and maybe that's what we need you know maybe we need somebody who's thinking not right now maybe we need somebody who's gonna think well who's who's right for the next decade um over the uh, i mean as you say thomas shabbat 27 years old but yeah, that's where the gray area sits. I mean, once again, hey, I gotta, I gotta err on the side of positivity. I love okay. that about you. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do it. If he holds out, why not? Like, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, DJ seems like a pretty sweet guy. He seems like a really nice guy. Um, you know, give him the benefit, see what he can do for the season. If it uh, winds up being all for naught, then so be it. But let's get the right guy in next year. Then let's, a uh, little, little faith in our new guy here. You know, Steve yeah, that, that's the thing. I think Sens fans are impatient as they should be it's been a tough tough uh stretch here for a long time but steve steos isn't watered down by uh the tears of sens fans just yet right like he's only coming into this he's <laughs> looking ahead so the sense fans are losing their minds here but steve steos he's coming in with a fresh look of uh opinions and uh different perspectives and he's not going to do anything rash just because all of this is building at once into a terrible start yet again. I love how you put that. It's uh, we're just going to grind them down right over the years. Us fans. It's uh, eventually buckle up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pray for Steve Stales. Yes. <laughs> Pills, you got anything else for Scott? This has been a lot of fun and everybody can go follow Scott for more on Twitter at S Crossman. Really appreciate you, Scott Pillsy. Any final questions? Uh, we had a little bit of jersey talk there. You mentioned you had a Zidane Chara jersey. Any other uh, fun Senators jerseys in your closet? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Nice. The, the uh, so out here in the in the West, right? There's there's a lot of guys who move out here, or a lot of people who get Senators get uh, as um, jerseys as gifts, and then don't yep. know what the heck to do with them. So if you're scouring, um, you know, used Victoria Facebook Marketplace, true, um, thirty bucks, I got me a, uh, a Chris Neal jersey. Um, nice. The uh, not the Senegoth one. What, what would you call the one after Senegoth with the red? The three D. The three D. That's yeah, it. The 3D. Yeah, I got a, I got a pretty sweet three D Chris Neal jersey. The the week that guy's uh, jersey was retired, you know, hey, why not? Let's do it. I went went out and got that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got three kids, so I can't be you know buying jerseys left and right, but. But if you find a deal like that, you're going to go for it. Can't afford Absolutely. not to. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to look Chris Neal in the eye and be like, I had the opportunity to buy your jersey for $30, but I, I said no. To be fair, I wouldn't look Chris Neal in the eye anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned your all-time favorites, Rod Tugnut, Daniel Alfredson. You mentioned Jake Sanderson, a kind of guy that you'd want your kids to be wearing his jersey. Yeah. And you mentioned it. like The vibes at the CTC, the Corral Center, Scotiabank Arena. I, am I missing any other names? The Palladium. You can you can you can go to a long list of an amazing atmosphere games, but really you won't get to that level that it used to be at until the team is consistently competitive. And every Sens fan that joined us to vent after the last loss, everyone who's bought tickets to games over the years, that's all they want. And I think that there's a fan base that's it's well-deserved and we appreciate all your insight on this. And uh, it's been great to connect with you after such a long time. I hate that uh, it had been like a, a December past, if not two December's past. I'm really glad we got time to do this. It won't be the last time, Scott. It's been great getting to catch up and, and get to know you. And I love the story too, about how your kids are going to sleep and there you are. I can just picture it looking at the, at the phone, watching the game on, on uh, repeat. So we really appreciate your time. Welcome to this being a Send Central citizen, and we will do this again down the road. Thanks for doing this, man. I look forward to it. Thank you, boys, very much.
kick taps to Scott for joining us. Really fun conversation. And we put out the bat signal on Twitter at Send Central. So make sure you're following along. And I'd even turn the notifications on because yeah. you never know when opportunities like that will come up. And Scott not only stepped up to the plate, but he hit a Tim Stutzla-esque Ooh. grand slam. Really enjoyed having Scott on. Really fun conversation with him. And uh, he, he brought some positivity in a time of need for Sens fans. <laughs> yeah, positive pills. He hasn't been around much. So it's good to bring on that from uh, an external source in a sense. Central Citizen. Scott, an absolute beauty. Thanks for uh, coming to the call, coming to the bat signal. So, Pilsy, Patrick Kane signs with the Detroit Red Wings. One year, yeah. $2.75 million. Is there an alternate universe where he joins the Ottawa Senators if they still have Alex Dabrinkit? I don't think so. I mean, uh, sometimes it's good to lure that old uh, teammate, bring that chemistry back. But uh, I don't know, Ross. I can't see uh, Patrick Kane being an Ottawa guy. Personally. No, no. He's too showtime for us. Goes to another original six team. He's played for three teams. Half of the original six for Chicago, then New York. And now he's with the Detroit Red Wings. A lot of people forget the Ottawa Senators were actually a part of the original five back in the early 1900s. But whatever. Whatever, Patrick. I'm actually not too uh, concerned about this. I think that the Detroit Red Wings have other needs that aren't uh, adding another score. They seem to have no trouble scoring as it is right now. Uh, Of course, you add a guy with that pedigree, that resilience. But I've also seen some some, uh, comparables of guys who have come back from the same injury, a hip resurfacing surgery. I mean, Nicholas Backstrom got through six games and then just pulled the plug and said, I can't do this anymore. And I think there's some other examples from different sports where it's it's a tough one to get back from. But uh, that guy's showtime. He's a a human highlight reel at his peak. So uh, it's a good buy low yet for for Steve Eisman, no doubt. And uh, Pilsy, you were noting that uh, his first game might be against the Sens. Yeah, it's very, very possible because he was mentioning and our guys at Locked On Red Wings – his first game with the Rangers was against the Sens. Oh, yeah, true, true. And that went well for the Ottawa Senators. So maybe we can uh, keep that going. We'll, we'll bring Brass back for that one. How about that? That's a good idea. Um, but he was saying, Patrick Kane, that is, that he's targeting a return up against Buffalo, which is December 5th. The uh, Ottawa Senators play the Red Wings December 9th. So, it's likely going to be one of his first games, depending on if they keep him out or not. So that's going to be interesting. But Ross, I, I'm actually a little bit concerned about this because Patty Kane, sure, with the hip injury, that's a big, big deal. But this guy's hockey IQ is just off the charts, and then getting him back with the brinket, uh, like on the power play, I think is where Patty Kane's going to make a difference for the Red Wings. So obviously, hockey's a better place with Patty Kane here. Just wish he wasn't in our division. Yeah, seriously. And, and it's just, you know what? The rich get richer. But I've got good news for you, Pills. You will wrap up the show with Ooh. a little positivity. And Hit oh, me. before I forget, before I forget, Spotify wrap season is here. Please that send That's going to be my in, last thought. Please send in your Spotify wrapped if we're on it. Don't send it to us if we're not on it. Okay? <laughs> yeah, like uh, I know maybe you guys don't think it's that big of a deal, but that honestly seeing that just makes my day. Sometimes I'm like, am I am I just slugging through these sends losses for nothing? But seeing people not only like the show, but are listening to thousands of hours. I think our guy Vic Gill right now has the record that we've seen. What is it, Austin? Oh, we got a tie? Yeah, well, they've, we've, oh, wait, no, we're, no, we've Zach. Zach's the winner, man. Zach is in our top 1% of fans, 9,318 minutes, whereas Ooh. Vic has 9,287. So we've got a tight race for number one. Can you beat it? Let us know. We got to see that. Uh, Pilsy, awesome. Spotify wrap. I'll save this for my final thoughts, but uh, my Spotify wrap for, for music. You're going to have to guess who my number one was, okay? That's that's what we'll put as our final thoughts here Ooh, coming up okay. uh, on the show. But 10 games last night, and guess what, Pilsy? Another Atlantic Division game that goes to overtime in a shootout. I know. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, it's, it's not – it's beyond a joke now. It's a consistent trend. Yeah, it really is. Now, hey, the Tampa Bay Lightning lost in regulation about time. Thank you to Michael Carconing. Hashtag sends abroad. Open the scoring in that game. And then he closed the scoring and got the insurance goal as well. Michael Carcone has nine goals. Belleville sends legend. Nine goals this year, Pelsey. He'd be second on the team. 
pretty amazing for my Arizona Coyotes. All right, Pilsy, final thoughts on today's show? Yeah, I, I'll just echo again. It uh, it really makes my day seeing that we're on people's uh, Spotify wrapped list. So keep sending those in. Uh, that's that's awesome for me. And I can't thank you enough. And it's uh, it's honestly an honor to be a part of people's everyday routine and the commutes and uh, having the Sense community embrace us so much. So thank you. Did you do your Spotify wrapped? I'm actually not a, a Spotify guy. Not that I'm against oh. Spotify. I just use Apple. So my Spotify uh, wrapped is not accurate at all. Who do you think my number one artist was? I'm going to say Morgan Wallen. Number two. Okay. Uh, T-Swift. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Nice. Drake, number three, Chris Stapleton, number four, and Stevie Wonder, number five. And that's probably because my top song was uh, For Once in My Life. Absolute banger, by the way. For once in my life. Um, I'm in the top 5% of Taylor Swift fans, apparently. So I'm just going to say Rach stole my uh, stole wow. my phone. Because yeah. that is a competitive market, Ross. Damn. <laughs> competitive. But also, I was thinking about this. A lot of people have listened to her at least once. Right. So there's got to be some people who just like scroll through and aren't big Taylor Swift fans. So that have listened to her once. Right. So that means that the more people listen, the more stretch out. Anyways. Yeah. I listen. I don't know if your math is right on that one. (laughs) Whatever. I'm a big fan. She, she rules. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to, you will not hear me publicly saying anything bad about T Swift. Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're going to hear it. What's your favorite T Swift song then? uh cruel summer you gotta go cruel summer that's a good okay. one that is a good one I yeah. like that. i'll save mine people can guess in the comments i'm sure it'll be very rational and reasonable but it'll be great we always love all the comments hey the sense might not be great but the passion of this fan base is unmatched and they'll be back on the ice and thomas shabbat coming back i really don't think you can understate his return and hopefully the impact that it'll have on this team for today though we say goodbye for brandon pillar I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.